If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hey everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. As always, my name is Mung. Hey guys, glad to, glad to be joining y'all again. Uh... This is the Los. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about the Baltimore Ravens on our quick snaps. Quick snaps, quick snaps, 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 yeah. Whoa, your voice uh, squeaked a little bit there. You all right there? Yeah, I'm just in this in this uh, concrete cinder block right now, so that's it's the echo. Are you sure you're not going through puberty again? <laughs> um, I've already gone again? through puberty twice, so there's no reason for a third time. Well, today we're going to be talking about the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Let that one go. <laughs> and uh, we're going to start with a guy who seems to Ravens. be... What? What the hell is that? It's, it's his puberty. Just let it, let it go. Don't point it out to him. He's very sensitive at this point in his life. Yeah, yeah Mung, don't drop the ball here. I'm in a very delicate spot. All right, well, let's start with Justin Forsett. Uh, This is a guy who came out of nowhere last year to become a top 10 fantasy running back. Um, You know, now they have Mark Trestman in town. Uh, You know, they're keeping a lot of the Kubiak scheme in place on offense. Uh, Where do you have Justin Forsett in your rankings this year, Los? I have him in that, you know, that middle part of second tier running backs in a PPR league. I have darn near the front of that tier, though. Um, I know they're saying that they're going to keep that Kubiak offense. Um, Mark Trussman produced offense and points and numbers by feeding the ball to Matt Forte. There is no reason they should not do the same thing to Justin Forsett. Yeah, Forsett is going towards the end of the second round in most drafts right now. Are you comfortable taking him that high? I am comfortable that high, if, if that's if that's what you're relying on. Okay, I think that uh, I'd be okay with that as well, although there are a couple guys going just after him that I would at least consider swapping, um, and these guys are Lamar Miller and Frank Gore. I, I, I do like both of them as well. It depends. In a standard, I'd like them both actually over four set, but in a PPR, I'd grab four set for sure. Okay. Um, but I, I think we're both on the same page. You know, he's got that top 10 upside, and, you know, there really is no such thing as a safe running back these days. So, no. you know, this is a guy keeping most of his line, uh, the same offensive scheme, and a, and a new offensive coordinator who uh, is just as fantasy friendly. So, by all, by all uh, means, you know, he's one of the quote unquote safest running backs in that range. Yeah, he ha- he hasn't missed that many games. Uh, he's only missed games in like one season of his career, I think. So, what about um, whoever is going to be backing him up? You know, we recently found out that Lorenzo Taliaferro is actually going to miss a few weeks after suffering an MCL sprain. Uh, how do you feel about him versus Javorius Allen? Uh, what do you think about that? It really all depends on how bad the MCL sprain. It, you'll re, you'll remember another athlete who had an MCL sprain by the name of Derek Rose. He went ahead and missed basically an entire season. <laughs> um, okay, so so assuming that Talia Farrow does miss a few weeks, uh, are you drafting a guy to handcuff for set, or are you kind of just leaving them uh, on the waiver wire for now and you know taking a shot and picking someone up if Forsett does go down? 
Yeah, at this point, I don't think they're worth drafting. Um, I haven't seen much out of Buck Allen. Uh, admittedly, I did not watch him in the preseason, but the preseason would not tell me much anyways in terms of how I feel about the guy. Um I'd rather I'd rather take a wait and see approach. I don't think anybody's going to be grabbing him the first week. Um, that anybody's hurt. If somebody does get hurt, I, I it's a wait and see for me. Yeah, it's just a good thing to monitor because Forsett has uh, been nicked up uh, throughout his career, so he's definitely not uh, the most durable of guys. I do think that at the at the current uh, moment in time, I would lean towards Talia Farrow slightly. Yeah, if, if you're going to get one, go after Taylor Farrow for sure. Um, but I'm not taking either of them. Okay, so let's talk about Joe Flacco. Uh, after he won the Super Bowl, he got that crazy big contract that a lot of people thought you know he didn't really deserve. Um, what's your take on him for fantasy, though? I think this is maybe the first year that he's worth owning in fantasy. I'm not paying for him, but would I use him as a bi-week quarterback in a heartbeat? Yeah, I think that a lot of people are high on Flacco because of the Tressman signing, but at the same yeah. time, they're still going to be running Kubiak system, and I think that he has the potential to be a low-end QB1, but I'm not too excited about him. Tressman's not a guy that you hire to run somebody else's system. He's just not, not good enough to do anything for you other than use an innovative offense. Yeah, I think that Flacco's current ADP is just about right towards the end of the 12th, uh, 12th round. Uh, he's going around guys like Jay Cutler and Colin Kaepernick. You know, all of these guys have their questions and all have their upside. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he is abound with questions with um, with basically rookie uh, wide, wide receiver and tight end, as well as a wide receiver who's, what, 35 years old now, 36? Yeah, you know, you brought that up, and I actually do want to talk about the tight end position. Um, I, how do you feel about this? I actually think that Crockett Gilmore might be a nice sleeper this year. I think, well, I didn't, well, I was hoping you wouldn't have realized it, but I do think that Crockett Gilmore is a nice sleeper. It's hard not to realize it as a Chicago fan and seeing what Mark Trustman did with Martellus Bennett. Last year, Martellus Bennett was huge for the Bears. He was the number two don't number two tight end in yardage last year yeah and the, the thing to remember is that both flacco's system and kubiak's system targets the tight end a ton and I, I personally i think that outside of jimmy graham and rob gronkowski you know very few if any tight ends have come into the nfl right away and produced as a rookie i think that they are going to try to work Max Williams in a little bit. Uh, you know, that's why they drafted him. But I do think that Crockett Gilmore, number one, is a better blocker. And number two, has that experience for them to, you know, make him the starter. Crockett Gilmore will be the starter this year. Max Williams is a sign and hold or, or take and hold. If, this is a, if you have a dynasty league, you want to own Max Williams. He will not do anything for you this year, but you will want him in the future. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, would you take Crockett Gilmore, you know, as a as a flyer, um, you know, in a late round, or would you kind of leave him in free agency and hope that he kind of goes unnoticed until you need him for a bye week? That's truly a question. Is uh, that, that question really more centers around what my team construct is at the end of drafts? It could be either of those two options. Um, if I end up having a high end uh, tight end with a injury with like an injury 
riddled past, like Rob Gronkowski or something, for instance, um, I might be more inclined to take Crockett Gilmer with my third to last round pick or last round pick for that matter, assuming that no, if I'm assuming, which I am assuming that nobody else will take him ahead of me. I may be a special case, however, because I was of the camp that even last year before Trustman got there, um, looked at Dennis Pitta as a top five upside sort of guy. Yeah. You know, speaking of Pitta, I'm just not optimistic at all at this point that he is going to return healthy. Um, I personally, I'm not taking him in any drafts. Are you? No, he's lost his opportunity, unfortunately, and I, I really liked the way he played. Okay, so what about the wide receiver position? Uh, they drafted Brashad Perriman very highly. Um, we have yet to really see much of him because he's been also battling injuries. Uh, Steve Smith is another year older. And then they've got just a huge puddle of guys who, who could all, you know, either seize the, the <laughs> who could all either seize the job or just kind of split snaps. And I'm talking about Kamar Aiken, Marlon Brown, uh, Michael Campanaro, Jeremy Butler, Darren Waller. We've heard great, excuse me, great reviews out of camp about all of these wide receivers, which to me means that none of those reviews are accurate and that, you know, we're not really going to know who's going to be that starter opposite Steve Smith until they kind of battle it out in the first few weeks. Of course, coach speak in the preseason is rampant at this time of year. I can remember every year when I was a little younger, you know, listening to these offseason reports, and I was like, oh my gosh, have you heard what they said? This is Rashad Davis's year. He's going to be a superstar receiver. Yeah, and um, me personally, uh, I, I don't know what you think about this, but I'm not going to be drafting any of these receivers. Uh, the only guy that I really want to take a shot on if he's there late as a value is Steve Smith. See, yeah, if, if they're there, I might grab Brashad Perriman just because of recency, you know, pictures in my head flashing of what rookie receivers have lately done in the NFL. I don't think Brashad Perriman is that kind of guy, but I, I do think he's going to get an opportunity because of the Trustman offense. Well, I guess for me, Perriman is going a, still going a little bit too high for me. He In standard, uh, he is going before Anquan Bolton, Stevie Johnson, Eric Decker. I think all of those guys have uh, you know better chances to produce than Brashad Perriman does. See, but it's always a question of the unknown. I think, there's, I think they are pretty known commodities as to what they are, whereas Perriman, he could be amazing. I mean, do you do you think that Brashad Perriman is going to outproduce Anquan Bolden this year? I think there's an equal chance that Brashad Perriman is a superstar as that Anquan Bolden's age catches up to him. Okay, so I think that Anquan Bolden, if you know, assuming health, and he's been a pretty durable guy the last few years and throughout oh, yeah. his career, I think that his floor is about you know eight nine hundred yards. Uh, and probably around four or five touchdowns, and I think that that is probably Perriman's ceiling. Hmm. Yeah, I think the floor is lower on, on an older guy in a Colin Kaepernick run offense. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I guess that I, I certainly can see your argument. Perriman could put up those Torrey Smith-esque numbers. I just don't think that number one... Oh, I don't one, think that's a good target. I, th I think his I think his potential is higher than that of Torrey Smith's. 
Really? Okay. Because to me, he's got that speed, but he still has, you know, the issue with the drops. And I think that he's just not ready yet. Yeah. I, I've read a lot about this where, where the comparison is he might be as good as Torrey Smith. Since when does, was Torrey Smith considered an elite receiver? Uh, he's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't understand. I, I think like I'm expecting him to be similarly as good as Torrey Smith this year as he was last year. Do I expect 11 touchdowns? No, but that's a complete anomaly. Yeah, if anything, I think he is a See, I guess where we disagree is that we both agree Torrey Smith isn't a great receiver, but, <laughs> right? but you think that Perriman is an upgrade over Smith, whereas I think he's a slight downgrade. I think he's a slight downgrade maybe for the first part of the season, and he has he has the floor of bottoming out and falling out of the league next year, but I think he has massive potential, especially in a pass-heavy offense. Okay, I think I'm just shying away from Perriman a little bit. I don't necessarily know that... Um, you know, some of these rookie wide receivers are going to be able to do what last year's class did. And obviously everything is on a case by case basis, but in general, uh, for Perriman, I just don't see it. Hmm. Okay. I, I think he is. I think he's in a really good situation. That's probably what's selling me more is his situation. Okay. And what about Steve Smith? He's going right now in PPRs and around, you know, the early eighth. And in non-PPR, he is going around uh, the same spot. So do you like him in that spot, or do you think that's too early, too late? I think he offers good depth in a standard league right there. I think I would take him around sooner if I could get snag him and lock him in as my flex in a PPR league. Like I said before, Trustman offense is a high-volume offense. It doesn't matter if he produces all that much. A catch counts as much as 10 yards. Hmm. I guess I guess I'm a little bit lower on Steve Smith than you are. We saw last year that he kind of faded after the first five, six weeks, and I just don't know how much he has left in the tank at this point. I don't think he needs to have all that much left in the tank in the Trustman offense. Okay, so you think that he is going to be that check down option, that third down option. He's going to get plenty of targets and receptions regardless of the yards and touchdowns. Absolutely. Mark Trussman won the Canadian Football League Super Bowl two years. He's got to parlay that into a, into an explosive career in Baltimore, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's the, uh, the best comp for uh, success. I think that a lot of people uh, are high on Trussman's system for sure, and we saw what he did in Chicago. But I'm saying that specifically for Steve Smith, I just don't know if he can play that many snaps and be effective. Yeah, I don't know. My calculator right here, it's unless I've got it wrong, CFL times two plus <laughs> football minus Cutler plus birds equals receptions. Okay, well that's uh that's very difficult to argue against. I will I will have to take your word on that. I won't check your math there. Oh, I forgot to divide it by running backs. L Losa's theorem? Can we call that? <laughs> Losa's theorem. <laughs> what? So, what, what? What's your uh, take on the Big Bang Theory? Yay or nay? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, there you have it, folks. For sure. <laughs> um, one last thing. Uh, you know, we mentioned um, that the. Uh, excuse me. We mentioned that the Baltimore offense does have potential uh, under Flacco and uh, Trestman. And that just means that Justin Tucker is again going to be a pretty solid fantasy kicker. 
Absolutely. Uh, of course, still not taking him before the last round. Absolutely not. All right. Um, real quick, what do you think about their defense? Are they startable in fantasy as a you know top twelve? Right now, for me, I, my feeling is uh, they're, they're not the Ravens of old. Ed Reed and Ray Lewis are long gone. They are a weekly sort of spot start to me. Yeah, I think they're going to have a decent pass rush, and they certainly have talented uh, linebackers with Suggs, Mosley, and they just acquired Daryl Smith. Um, and Courtney Upshaw has a lot of upside as well, but I think their secondary is just still a mess, and it's going to take a while to fix that. I would not start them either game against the Steelers, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I think that, you know, they're a desperation start depending on the matchup. Uh, I definitely would not draft them. Yep. All right, well, that is going to wrap up the Baltimore Ravens for us on this episode of Quick Snaps. Quick Snaps. <laughs> All right, and uh, as always, if you have questions, you can tweet at us. You can reach me at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. You can reach me at FFA underscore L-O-S, Los. Reach our producer, Dan the Man green at ffa underscore dan you can thank him for putting together a great podcast i thank him every day that i can have you thanked your dan today um like us on facebook follow us on the twitter subscribe hit subscribe that little purple button on the uh, on the itunes app or uh whatever color button it is on the itunes i forget at the moment but it will automatically download all the past and future episodes of both the quips and quick snaps the way too early pre-draft the fantasy uh football addicts intro these are all good things and they will help you win your fantasy season. All right, peace out. Thanks, addicts. Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit caron.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. The first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there. And the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen. But we won't get there without you. Visit ALZ.org to join the fight.